Welcome back to a wonderful show. The Lakers made no splashy moves, and that's just the way some people like it. Bill Plaschke of the Los Angeles Times writing, For the first time in recent memory, memory, the NBA free agent circus missed the Lakers this weekend, yet they were the greatest show on earth. <laughs> okay. Here's the new and familiar faces on the Lakers. Vincent, Reddish, Hayes, Prince, and then there's Reeves on a very friendly deal. Rui, and nope, swing and a miss there. That's oh, that's Russell Westbrook, but it should be D'Angelo Russell. <laughs> D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Not, not, we'll, we'll edit that out for the live show. Don't worry, audience at home, you'll never see it. Uh, LeBron tweeted everybody out, including D'Angelo Russell, with an hourglass sign. I think he's waiting on it, or he's a fan of soap operas. <laughs> I think he's probably waiting on you it. You never know. Yep. Uh, how should LeBron feel? Great. It was a fantastic offseason. Also, he's exhausted because, as everyone knows, he's the GM of the team. Wow. So he's got to work out. You know, he's got to work out. Is Austin Reeves going to get an offer sheet from someone? What is the fair value on D'Angelo Russell? All of those things. Because, as we know, LeBron James makes all the moves on the team. But this is a team that makes sense. And when, how do Lakers teams with LeBron do when they have a roster that makes sense? Well, in 2020, they were the number one seed mm -hmm. on a 60-win pace if they had played an 82-game season and won the championship. In 2021, with that same group, up until Solomon Hill did his somersault into LeBron James' oh. ankle, they were the number <clears throat> two seed on a 56-win pace. Last year, post-trade deadline, they were 18 and 8, a 57 win paced, the number one seed in the West for that, you know, in that time frame. And now they make sense. And they didn't have to overpay for anyone. They didn't have to do any of that stuff. So I listen, I think that they were the second best team in the West last year. And you could argue in the whole NBA, but certainly in the West. And the team ahead of them got a little worse in Denver because they lost Bruce Brown and the Lakers. Got better. And so, I, yeah, I think this was an outstanding free agency for Rob Palenka and the Los Angeles Lakers. I won't go as far as outstanding. Uh, it was very good. They did a great job. Mostly they just brought back their guys. You know, the only new guys are Gabe Vincent and Torian Prince. Mm -hmm. um, and the minimum guys. Jackson Hayes. Jackson Hayes. I, I actually like Jackson Me Hayes. Me too. Yeah, he's I, at athletic. a minimum, yeah, I think yeah. it's interesting. No, I like Jackson yeah. Hayes a lot, yeah. so I think that was a great signing. Um, Gabe Vincent, I'm a Schroeder fan. Sure. Schroeder's obviously been a better player than Gabe Vincent. I think his ceiling is higher than Gabe Vincent's. But this is kind of a wash. I mean, if Vincent wasn't a great three-point shooter in the regular season, but he was phenomenal in the playoffs, obviously. So if he's going to be that guy going forward, then that's great. Um, Prince is fine. You know, Torian Prince is fine. But they, the key is they have everybody back. I do think this was good for them. I think it was a very good uh, offseason, and LeBron should definitely be pleased. Here's Interestingly, oh. the two questions are this. As we always have to say, health. AD and LeBron's health. Yep. And how the impact that age has on LeBron, if any. I mean, does he come back as good as last year? Is he only a slightly lower level, which would still be great? That's fine. If there's a sizable drop, then that's they, then one of the screwed. few things that could yeah. hurt them. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, they look good. Can I read you a quote from Plasky's article? Bro? Sure. Counting the playoffs, they were 25 and 15 after the All-Star break, 16 yeah. and 10 after Reeves became a starter. And despite being swept, 
by the eventual champions. <laughs> they were outscored only by an average of six points per game. What do we call that, Wow? We call it a close sweep. I, again. Nick, what do we call that? I do not believe in close sweeps. But court, if we live in a universe where close sweeps exist, then there are, like I was saying last week, uh, six-game blowouts. There's a whole lot of weird stuff that's happening. But can I give – can it, we go through – It exists. The, because, Wilds, I feel bad. Flashkey knows. Because it. they screwed up your graphic because they were spending all this time making oh, my good. graphic, well. which is quite similar to yours, but with grades. Oh, there's Russell. So there, there he D'Angelo is. D'Angelo Russell. But with the D'Angelo oh, Russell. last name. So everybody. let's go with the grades of the move. You're reddish. So. Austin Reeves, four years, fifty-six million. That's an A plus. Ah, there was speculation it was going to be four right. years, a hundred, because that's that. what the, someone else could offer, and the Lakers have to do it. Yep. Uh, listen, Gabe Vincent, on that money, I give that an A. I like that. that two reasons. One is that is the perfect LeBron point guard, where he doesn't really even have to play point guard all the time. Can hit shots, and more importantly, Brew. We've seen him play in the biggest playoff games that exist, sure. and it's not like he wilts. Torian Prince at the biannual, a guy you can hit threes, defend a bit at four million bucks, that's an A. Both the minimum guys, Cam Reddish and Jackson Hayes, run. for the minimum, to me, those are A love A minus moves, pardon me, and they oddly now have the eighth, ninth, and tenth picks of the 2019 draft in Cam Reddish, Rui Hachimura, and Jackson Hayes. Rui, it's a little more money than I would love to like to pay Rui, but it's not terrible. That's a B plus. And the only one that you know you swallow hard and don't love is the D'Angelo Russell addition, or you know bringing him back. I gave that a C plus, but that's a tradable contract. And if he is excellent, if he's good in the regular season, and then has his annual playoff woes, that's what you Gabe Vincent's right, there for. Right. And I'm going to say one other thing, bro. I like that they didn't add a center that can just play huge minutes. Because I, I know Jackson Hayes is fine as a minimum backup. But I like Anthony Davis, like last year, being forced to play oh, yeah. center. Absolutely. And what the, the flexibility. So I was joking before when I said LeBron was busy. Um, I think Rob Palenka really did an excellent job. I think this is smart shrewd cap management and the right types of players that you need. And and I don't hate the D'Angelo Russell signing. Now, I've got my questions about him in the playoffs, obviously. But if they had not brought him back and made all these moves, I would feel like eh, something's still kind of missing. And he is a very good player. He's just up and down and inconsistent in the playoffs. And we'll see if, you know, with a full year with this team, does that change? But I like bringing – and that's not huge money. So no, I, I don't mind is, bringing him back he, on that. He can look at this as a contract year because it's an option yeah. in year two. And listen, if he – I think the him missing shots in the playoffs – was more just bad luck. Mm-hmm. And I, he's done that consistently. Well, they, right. And so, and so if he, at this stage of his career, wants to up a level, it is am I going to become a passable defensive player so I can't just be played off the court in the postseason? We'll see if he chooses to or not to, but that's, that's the one guy that you're like, oh, maybe at the deadline if there's somebody that's like, I want to be a Laker – that you can now, it's $19 million, you package that with something and make a move. So, okay. I liked it. I thought it was a great offer. Deep right field, and 
Baseball is in full swing, and so is flipping bats. This all-star game, join us in Seattle for the best views of the Midsummer Classic. That's the wall, it's gone! We'll be doing live pregame shows and live postgame shows for both the Home Run Derby and the All-Star Game. So join us for two amazing nights, July 10th and 11th. To celebrate the best players in the game, tune in and follow us on FoxSports.com, the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Dame wants to play in Miami, according to Shams. A few weeks ago, we also kicked around the idea of Brooklyn, but right now it's Miami only. Brew, do the Heat give Dame the best chance at a title? I think Boston and Miami give him the best chance of a title, slightly ahead of Philadelphia, just because of Joel Embiid's Mm -hmm. playoff downturns thus far. But if you ask me to pick between Boston and Miami, I would go with the Heat because that big three obviously fits well together. Bam, I think Bam, Butler – and Dame is a better big three than Tatum, Dame, and Kristaps Porzingis. All right, and you couple that with Eric Spolstra being a far better coach than Joe Missoula, and Heat culture, Pat Riley and Eric Spolstra have, but just Riley, period, have proven they can win championships. They've done it three times. Boston under Brad Stevens and that culture hasn't proven that it can win championships, all right? And they keep knocking on the door and failing to knock it open. So I think, I think Boston would give them a great chance too, but I, if I had to pick one, I'd put the heat just because of the culture I, and their exposure. It's not even close in my opinion. Really? Well, so let's Boston, think about it. Would Boston be no, – they wouldn't be okay. – No, it's not that Boston wouldn't be. Think about it. Boston and Miami played each other this year. Tyler Hero was not involved. The draft picks that you'd be trading away, by definition, was not were not involved. My, the Boston had Jalen Brown on the team. Now, they didn't have Chris Tapps, so they didn't have Marcus Smart. That's their team. Miami beat them. You would then be just dropping Damian Lillard into that group as opposed to with Boston taking the second best player out in Jalen Brown and dropping Damian Lillard in. What are we talking about? It's, it's a, it's a, now, I, I think Dame is excellent and such a good fit in Boston that he would, they absolutely so would be thing, championship right, contenders. Right, okay. But the, the, the reason that this is for Dame a no-brainer, in my opinion, 
is because it checks every box. It checks the box of, do they have, do I know they have a great coach? Yes. Is it an awesome city? Yes. Do they have a team that is good enough to compete for a championship? Unquestionably. Bonus box. If we win the title, do I have a real chance to be the best guy? Yep. yep. That t- like all of it. It has. It w- will anyone be saying I'm ring chasing? Nope. Would anyone say, "Oh, this team won without you"? Nope. It br- it gives you everything you would want. Does it fit basketball wise? Perfectly, actually. Mm-hmm. What's my biggest weakness? My defense. What's that team's biggest strength? Their defense. What's that team's biggest weakness? Their scoring. What's my biggest strength? I scored 32 a game last year. It's so for all of those reasons. It's not just that, like Miami, South Beach. It's fun. That that's a nice, but you know, kind of cherry on top to the you know the lifestyle of Miami versus the rugged northeastern corridor of oh, Philly and Boston. But it basketball wise, this is. The best fit, and it checks every box okay. for Dame. And why doesn't Pat Riley just cough up some more draft picks and get it done? I think he's offering the maximum allowable. Right, they need well, to get a third happen. team. The, 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 the I mean, I don't, but the, the other, can, can I say something else about that idea? We know why the Miami deal isn't done yet, right? Because it's not a perfect deal. If Boston were going to offer Jalen Brown, why haven't they? If that trade was going to, we know the hang up with Miami. Portland wants more. We all agree. If Jalen if Jalen Brown's in the trade, that's the trade. Boston's not offering more. Mm-hmm. You're getting a guy eight years younger, seven years younger. You know what I mean? On a better contract. Why isn't it done? If that trade exists, it probably wh- doesn't exist. I, I hope don't it doesn't it exist. There, that's a so very, you don't like that trade? It's just odd. Suppose they, that's the trade, and the Celtics front office is deciding between trading Jalen Brown and giving him the Supermax, it's a very odd decision to make. If that trade is out there and then Pat Riley is able to go into the treasure chest and get more assets, more draft picks, and they take that, well, hey, Jalen, sorry for trying to trade you for, I don't know, Every other month, like we've been doing your whole career, would you take this supermax, please? Can like, I tell sir? you something though? That even if they give him the supermax, they're probably still planning that we're going to trade him eventually. It's so weird. It, uh, like they, they, now they got to wait a year. They can't do it, it immediately. Could it could like, happen. I'd say and, it that way. And there is, and we do have to recognize, like, and this is something that your buddy that Bill Simmons has talked about a lot lately, and he's right. We're in a different era of the NBA where guys take the contract and also then basically he called it the, you know what, I think Woj might have called it the transfer portal era of the NBA. Bradley Beal takes the full max extension, then demands a trade. Dame took a two-year extension 11 months ago. When we all knew, you know what I mean? That's why it's a four years on his deal and not two years left on his deal. So, if but the the team is somewhat complicit in that because if you're the Celtics, even if you feel like Jalen Brown is going to want out at some point, you still give him the supermax. That way, when he does want out, you can get draft assets back for him. Like that's it's also why cap space. 
is a little overrated right now. Well, free because guys are, aren't are becoming free around, agents. Right. Guys are re-signing and then being traded as opposed to hitting free agency to move. Hmm. Woj reporting that Portland hasn't been impressed with Miami's trade offers. We'll start with Nick here. Yeah. Do you have any wild card destinations? This isn't just your same old sports talk show talking Dame to Miami. I want something creative out of you. Well, I mean, I'd hate to lose Austin Reeves, but no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> the, the, listen, I th- there are two places that I have said previously with Dame that to me would just be fun and exciting, and I think it would fit. I do not think it's going to happen, but the trades are very simple. It is Damian Lillard for Carl Anthony Towns. It is Damian Lillard for John Morant. Now the, oh, the jaw one is. the And so the Damian Lillard for Ja. Now, again, you just drafted Scoot. Right. And the, you have, that, and yeah. so, but it, Ja is clearly, would he's not available, but would be the best. Of any of the trades we've talked about, Ja is the best. Ja is better than Jalen Brown with respect to Jalen Brown. It's clearly better than Tyler. It would be the best player better that you can Scoot get back. He, the, sure. And uh, for the Grizzlies... I think they arguably become Western Conference favorites because you have you. I mean, they were the two seed last year with all the mayhem, and Dame would to me be an upgrade in the spot they need it, and the defense is going to be there no matter what. And so, I, I again, that's not going to happen. But you were asking me wild cards, yeah, wild card. and to me, Dame and Anthony Edwards as a backcourt would be dynamite. I don't think it's going to happen, but it would be. That's the dynamite. more intriguing one to me. More so than Ja, because Ja, I mean, you talk about a log. They got a log jam right now in sure. the backcourts. All right, Ja would just be more of that because he's even younger, yep. you know, and he fits the ages of the, mm-hmm. the players they have, Scoot and Simons and so sure. on. Carl Anthony Towns is almost a perfect fit for Portland. Like, they, they're – their whole future is based on these three perimeter players. Now, maybe they eventually trade Simons. I don't know. But Sharp, Shaden Sharp, Simons, and Scoot. Now, they – and if they got to keep Jeremy Grant, I guess, because of that contract that gave him. But he'd be a good veteran at that four spot. And then Carl Anthony Towns at the five? Like – if Scoot really is all that, it's intriguing. That's and, real intriguing. I mean, and for and Minnesota, again, as I said earlier, if I'm sitting down with Dame, and I, obviously he doesn't want to go to Minnesota, but that's a team I'm putting in front of his face. Like, look, because I want to compromise with Dame. Like, look, we, you got to compromise with us. We got to compromise with you. Would you even consider that? No. <laughs> and he might not. But again. I, I think we hold cards just From like you hold cards. The, the, and I want to remind folks that the Utah Jazz, the year the Lakers were the defending champs, so 21, the Jazz were the one seed all year based on Rudy Gobert's regular season defense and Donovan Mitchell. It, if you're Minnesota, you, now Gobert I don't think is quite the same defensive player he was three years ago. But, but Gobert's there. You you just gave the other th- weird thing with Minnesota is this: Gobert's on this super max. Carlton Towns on a max, and they re-signed Nas Reed. They have three centers that make like 130 million bucks. Right. And but so how good of a right? I don't, listen. I don't trust Gobert in the playoffs, Wilds. But how good of a regular season record could you have with Ja? I'm sorry, with Dame and Anthony Edwards as your backcourt, and then. 
Rudy Gobert is your defense, defensive rim protector. That could be a 58-win team. Like 58 the, wins. Well, what do they win in Utah? That yeah, but Gobert, as you said, is not what he used to. Be. Yeah, but 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 Anthony Edwards plus Dame is better than Donovan Mitchell. And that team was extremely well coached too. Quinn, Quinn Snyder. Snyder. I know I asked for a wild card destination. But they'd be a good team. Yeah, but you I didn't do, like them. I didn't like them. Yeah, well, like while I was listening, I was like, that's stupid. I mean, we're not saying Dame wants to go there, but the conceit of the segment, I know, but I just. I betrayed you. Do you right? have one? A wild card? He's no. going to say Miami. No. I San said, Antonio. How about that? I do like it. Yeah, I do. It's now. not as much That's of a wild, wild card. card. But it's why? being reported by multiple people. Well, you you put this in the nice, show. Though. Yeah, you know, said come up with something. I know, but like came to Minnesota. Oh, he doesn't want to go to Boston. He wants to go to St. Paul. Like, oh, you, then, shout out to St. Paul, though. I like St. Paul. One okay, just Saints. roll the animation. Minnesota? That's a terrible leadership by you. Why? What? Oh, we're back to the campaign what, trail. We? No. Why is, just a, why is there just a shot of brew? Oh, okay. And you guys are going United States of America. It didn't, it didn't work the way it's supposed to. The flag's supposed to be behind I me. I think that's I don't like need to be win. the mayor of fair. Those are all my places I've connections to. Where in that Colorado? True? What There's was a that? family reunion in Colorado when you. Hey, college football fans, Joel Klatt here, and I am so happy to announce my new interview series, The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations. Every Monday, we will bring you a candid conversation with the most influential voices in college football. From Colorado's Coach Prime to Coach Saban down in Tuscaloosa, we sit down and discuss all things college football. Download The Joel Klatt Show Big Noon Conversations wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to the new Joel Clatcho YouTube channel. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. If you ask me, nothing goes quite together like football and food, especially in the fall. College football on Saturday, the pros on Sunday, and the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card provides the perfect way to earn rewards. Whether watching your team with other super fans at a local eatery or in the comfort of your own living room. Earn four times points when you dine out or have food delivered. Maybe order a pizza and watch the big game on that big TV of yours. Plus, earn two times points at grocery stores, which is great if you're tailgating at the stadium with hot dogs and hamburgers. Even getting to the game can be rewarding as you'll earn two times points at gas stations and EV charging stations. Go to usbank.com slash altitude go to learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Score big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash altitude go to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association. Pursuant to a license from Visa USA Incorporated, some restrictions may apply. The NFL, Josh Allen, joined Taylor Lewan and Will Compton's podcast. It's called Bussin' with the Boys. It's done in a bus. Was asked about the minicamp absence. No, he was actually there, so it wasn't an absence of Stefan Diggs. Here's what Josh Allen said. I love him. That's my guy. Like, what? The media has blown this so far out of proportion. Right? Like, we, we are in rookie or minicamp. Mm-hmm. We're not playing a game for four months. He doesn't show up one day. He's still there. Um, you know, coach asked him to to go home. We were in talks and discussions of trying to trying to resolve some things, and it wasn't anything major. And 
media blew it up. And they're still talking about it. She's like, mm-hmm. let it go. Let it go. There's there's no reason to continue talking about it. He was on the field with us the next day. Um, you know, we're... It was not a big deal. <laughs> what, Wild? I just can't. What? I just can't. What? I mean, give me a break. The- give me a break. First, the, I, the one thing that I do think is interesting is... You're on a very popular podcast. That podcast is excellent. You have a big microphone. You were just asked about it, but because the hosts of the show are football players, they are absolved from being in the media. It's not, but, but also, they inquired listen, as well. I don't care. People are allowed to criticize the media. A large part of our job is criticizing people or giving opinions. I don't care when people criticize mm-hmm. us. I do care when... What you're saying belies the history. There is really two people, and two people only, responsible for this being a thing. The first one is Stefan Diggs. But even him is not the ma- ma- biggest culprit. You know who the biggest culprit is? Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. Because he's the one who had all the words available to him yep. and chose these two twice. Very concerning. <laughs> Very concerning. <laughs> you know when we all took it seriously? This wasn't going to be in our show. No. We weren't talking about the Bills mini camp. We're not in Orchard Park. It was when Hubs texts us. He's like, look at what Sean McDermott said. And Sean McDermott looks ghost-faced. Yeah. Like, like Stephon Diggs just We're like, something really like, wrong. Pulled, like wow. Diddy at USC and was throwing stuff. I was like, we are concerned, man. And so that's who his beef is with. His coach sounded the alarm. And then his coach did the same thing the next day and was like, what are you guys talking about? Like it was an out-of-body experience. And then, Brew, the one thing Josh didn't say there was when he was like, yeah, and he was there the next day. And then the day after, which was our three-day minicamp, well, uh, that day got canceled. Right, and we didn't really right. explain why, but it was canceled. So he wasn't there, but nobody was there because it was canceled. Give me a break. I-, I am totally with you. And look, all we did as the media, which is what we're supposed to do, is look at the situation, and then we offered our response. And as you said, there's the very concern. He had that whole press conference. Not once did he say, and I told him to go home. And then the next day he comes back and says that, right? So first you're saying, and Josh said this in the podcast, but why did the coach tell you to go home? I mean, that has some degree of seriousness. We're just getting together. Right. We're just coming together and now he's sending you home. And then, as you said, they canceled the practice. And on top of that, Stefan Diggs has a history of being unhappy. We saw it in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. It it was contractual, but still we saw it in Minnesota. And then we've seen him on the sidelines here with the histrionics and basically calling Josh out is what it looks like. So, yeah, we put two and two together and we got four. And you get mad at us for that? So, no. It's a trivia question for you, Nick. Yeah. Who has the best team chemistry in the NBA? In the NBA? In the NBA, who has the best? I think the Bucks, but. Okay, give me the other one. We always talk about it. What's the answer? Heat culture. Thank you. That's the best culture. That's not chemistry. 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 Okay, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. What was the one team that almost fought each other on the sidelines? Do you remember? When when Spolstra and Jimmy were going to physically fight. And Jimmy was like, Spolstra was like, do you want to fight? Yeah, they were like, oh, it's incredible. And they have the best chemistry. Yeah. 
But you know why it wasn't a big deal? Because everybody got up after in the press conference like, yeah, that's what happened. Brothers fight. Right, that's right. what we do. We're a family here. We get into it. Yes, we scrap. Bro. That's what we want. Yeah, There's such a mystery around what this was. It's like, I, like, and Josh Allen has to like overcompensate every time where he's like, I love him. I would give him my kidney. It's like, I, it's like, <laughs> I get it. But, like, what was it about? Because now people are left saying, is, right. it, is it his offensive production fell off? Is it targets? Is it money? People are like, he took less money to get this the other This is why this I, you're absolutely mixed. right. But it's also why, and, and this is where I will give Josh credit, because he should be, and maybe he is privately, and it's just, you mm-hmm. know, doing a good job concealing it. He should be furious with McDermott. Furious. Mm. Because... Since we all know that Diggs just got a new contract, and we all know Diggs is as targeted as any receiver in the league, and now Diggs is upset, and the last image we had was in that devastating playoff game, what we just showed, him showing up Josh Allen, now all of us are left to believe his problem is with this guy. But do you feel His like that's... Problem is, and that's embarrassing for Josh. That's And we are running that same tape of, of Diggs yelling at him and showing him up again and again because this is a major story. Now, we can say that's Diggs' fault, but there are a lot of things we go back to. People use this example, but I think it's a smart one, mm-hmm. so I will use it as well. How much housekeeping... Was Mike Tomlin doing the entire Antonio Brown era to where he must have been remarkable? Remarkable, <laughs> you know what I mean. And now a I do think guy then I, well. I do no, I do think he is. He's a different guy than McDermott. N- no, no, but I think no, he's saying AB that AB has gotten more unhinged. Was he? But I no, I think or he's gotten more. But I think the fact that we heard none control. of it. Right. Well, there was nothing that he came was FaceTiming, you know, locker room, the yeah, locker room, yeah, Instagram live, yeah, Instagram live, and so right. I just think that it is the head coach's job to not let these brush fires turn into, as Josh Allen said, you know, they're still talking about no it. Doubt. Like again, if you're doing local sports media in Buffalo. There is, oh, there's the Sabres, my apologies. But there's only one other pro sports team. Mm -hmm. The Bills are the biggest story in town. It's the summer. You're talking about this every day. Uh, Yeah, I don't want to go to media critique Mm -hmm. on it because part of what makes the NFL perfect is the storylines and the narratives that happen throughout the year. And the fact that that video with Stefan and and he's on his iPad or whatever, Microsoft Surface, excuse me, that's become the storyline. But we don't run them like giving each other intricate high fives and saying that they love each other. But they were doing that not in the last game. Ago. But that's the thing. So, well, so that, that takes on so much gravity when a week before they were best friends. Well, yeah, it's a little if, bit if, unfair. At the end of today's show, I scream at Brew and throw my coffee cup. Yeah. And then tomorrow, I'm not here. And Wilds looks into the camera and says, guys, I got to tell you, America, we are concerned. We are very <laughs> concerned. Well, then they're not going to replay like, oh, remember when Nick and Brew were laughing about the drunkers? They're going to be like, I think there's a problem. Okay. I guess that's fair. <laughs> Let's take a look at the odds to win the AFC. Uh, Brew's team, the Chiefs. Which one? Well, well, oh, how, thank you, Wilds. You like thank the Chiefs. You. 
He, call, he said that Mahomes I, I was the first to call him Jordan S, the first to say potential GOAT, all that. All documented in Sports Illustrated. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Uh, you all are from Kansas City. Okay. Then it's the Bills. Then it's Brewer. <laughs> these are all the And the Bills all, all these are my teams. Yeah. Uh-huh. So are the Bills more likely <laughs> to make the Super Bowl or miss the playoffs? You want to go, Bruce, since it's all your teams? This, I, I'm gonna, I think this will surprise you guys. This is a tough one for me. I think that'll surprise you. Okay. That this is a tough call to think. I'm actually saying, considering that they could miss the playoffs. Yeah. Because the AFC is so deep and so tough. I'm going to go with Super Bowl. I'm kind of going with a little heart. And, and not heart, but just looking at the talent on the roster. Mm-hmm. The team not is talented. Von Miller is back. Uh, is Leonard he? Floyd no, is not there. He will be. Okay. Leonard Floyd is there now. I think Tredavious White has a bounce back okay, season because he didn't play well when he came back. From yeah, the exactly. That one's fair. And and so they still look. They've been thirteen and three two of the last three years. They must be respected. Now here's why I considered that. Look, it's, they better come out and ball. You got. I think you're going to have two teams from the AFC West, right? Kansas City and. Whether it's the Chargers or or maybe the Broncos, you know. I knew but it. but you got wow. two from oh, there. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I'm wait. saying maybe. Wait, no, but you're leaving. There's four teams in the AFC West, and one of them has well, a quarterback Wilds. that all he does is win. One no, of them has no, a it's, that all it's does. just bad vibes there. Oh, it's not, okay, it's all bad right. Vibes. So you're off. Jimmy you got, got two got from got the AFC North. I agree. With Cincinnati that. and Baltimore. And Those yeah. two for sure. And maybe Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Falls off. Yes, I mean possibly. And you like Cleveland. A one from your AFC yeah. South. Yeah, the Prince. Probably Jacksonville, maybe. Yeah. All right, and then and that leaves that leaves two for the AFC two. East. And, and look, they got three legitimately good teams. So. Miami, you don't like the, the Jets, Jets, and the <laughs> Bills. Okay. Stop with the Jets. They do. Hold on. Stop but with I'm, the Jets. I'm going with the Bills, but so there's I'm, a lot to of – To me, this is a, a very one. easy question. Are the Bills more likely to make the playoffs or miss the playoffs? They're more likely to make the playoffs. Of course. But are they more likely to make the Super Bowl? Make the Super Bowl or miss the playoffs? It's obviously miss the playoffs. Show me the playoff teams from last year if we could. Colin did something on this yesterday, and it is worth noting. Every year – Every year, there is a minimum of six teams that made that then missed. Mm-hmm. It's usually about seven, but call it six. Everyone is going to pick the same ones, by the way. People are like, oh, the Giants and the Seahawks and the Bucks and the Vikings fall off. Yep. Okay, but even if that's true, you got to find some AFC ones. And you also almost assuredly have to find a team that everyone thinks is going to be really good that falls off. Yep. I don't know. What, what are you raising your hand about? Nothing, I'm just saying. <laughs> what? Go ahead. I think the Dolphins fall off. Okay, that's fine. I you think. got your three? Go ahead. That's the Dolphins. You see three I think or Jacksonville six? falls off. Okay, but here's the problem with the Jacksonville Ooh. thing. Even if that's true, that doesn't open a, that doesn't open right. a playoff a spot. And, the, and so that's just an AFC South winner thing, and Jacksonville's not going to fall off. doesn't matter. Point is, the Bills, given their schedule, given the Disharmony of the offseason, given the fact that Josh Allen the last two months of the year played the worst football he's played in three years, given the fact that they got rolled in a home playoff game, Mm. and Sean McDermott is now also the defensive coordinator of the head coach, they're a prime candidate to all of a sudden be like, damn, 10 wins and it wasn't enough. Mm. 
and miss the playoffs. In that division, so they, and they're not making the Super Bowl. Okay. That week one game against the Jets is going to be a nerve-wracking game. So it's people are going to start freaking lot. out immediately, yeah. whoever loses oh. that game. No, you're right. It's going to tell us a lot. Greetings, soccer fans. Are you ready for the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup? Because we are. That's right. Australia and New Zealand, look out. State of the Union is coming. Off the post and in! And we'll be going above and beyond down under. We'll have new podcast episodes every single match day. So follow Alexi Lalas's State of the Union on the Fox app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, welcome back to an electric show. Friend of the show, Michael Vick, wow. went to bat for his old coach, Andy Reid. Maybe Andy Reid has a shot at catching Belichick and becoming the GOAT. Take a listen. Ooh. I was actually thinking this year, like, after Andy won the Super Bowl, he, he only got two, but he went to, like, four or five NFC championship games. Every year y'all was in the NFC, your AFC championship game, or he was in the NFC championship game, or he was close he might be the one of the the, the greatest coach of all time, bro. You don't have bro. to win championships to be considered. You know, I understand Belichick and Brady and that, that whole dynamic, but coach did it in Philly, and then he did it in K. He's doing it in KC, doing it in KC, crazy though. It's stupid. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I'm always shout out coach. Like I love, I love that man to death. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the tail of the tape. Um, well. It's not that close. And there's one correction here. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Josh, no longer with the show. Why? Had to let him go. Why? Because of the Super Bowl wins there. He put six, and I said it's actually eight. Yeah, that's not how it works. Because so, we're talking about the greatest head, head, head Josh is right over there. Yeah, and you know Josh. what, Bro, Bro, if Josh is available on waivers, you should claim him quickly. Uh, <laughs> Wilds will be cursed paralyzed without him. No, it that's is not, not eight. That that's is not, not how it that's works. Not that's not how it works. Bill Belichick, can you bring your rings yes, to the that, show? Hold on. Sure. Wait a second. Here's my eight Wait a second. Rings. The PR people have rings, yeah, too. Does yeah. that mean they want He's the defensive no, coordinator hold on a second, of one of the best defenses Wait a second. ever. But the question it's is, not how it the works. question is, we're talking about the greatest head coach ever, so I do think it's fair to only. Where's my glasses? Okay, but our discussion is about the greatest head coach ever, oh, correct, yes. bro? And the graphics and head coach. Okay, yeah. so fine. Okay. Only three so times. Josh is Sorry, fine. Not... No, Josh still fired. The... <laughs> so we're gonna if we're gonna keep it to the parameters of the head coach career, obviously Bill Belichick is the goat. Mm-hmm. But that door can be kicked down, mm. and it's cracking open. You guys know my long-held belief, whether it's football coaches. Or basketball players. Once you get to four titles, you're, you're, you're everything's available to you. Four titles, six titles, you know, it's all available yeah. to you. Eleven titles for some, right? And it's, it's not even it's like being a billionaire. Two yeah, billion, exactly. one billion. It's all, we're, all, so, we're both billionaires. So, right, right. Those numbers look dramatic. They're not quite as dramatic as you'd think, particularly if we think Andy's going to keep coaching at a high level, and we wonder if Belichick can. So can we show their careers under maybe a slightly different context? So he's not likely to catch him in total wins, but he's 60 behind. Playoff wins, he absolutely could. And by the way, Andy's second all-time in that category. Playoff appearances, he's going to pass him. Conference championship games appearances, he might pass him. Super Bowl appearances, he won't, and he won't get to him in wins. But it should be noted, Belichick is first or second in everything. Andy is second, third, fourth, or fifth in everything. 
So it's if we now brew add on, you know, another five years with Mahomes, with Belichick being on Wilds' hot seat, and then you add the tertiary things of like, hey, what's your coaching tree? And for Belichick, it's like, well, I've got Eric Mangini, who was successful with the Jets, and then everyone else kind of flamed out. Oh, and Brian Dayball is pretty good. Brian Dayball's pretty good? Yeah, Brian Dayball's good. You, you, you don't think he's good? I, no, I do. I don't. Some I people guess, put Vrabel. I guess well, Vrabel never. I, I wasn't really considering Dayball part of his coaching tree because Dayball went somewhere else, was a coordinator, and then was a head coach. But it's fair. That, you know, I, so Dayball, yes, you're right. Part of his so O'Brien's part of his tree, so be it. That's yeah. fine. Andy Reid has John Harbaugh, Sean McDermott, Doug Peterson, Ron Rivera of just guys that are good coaches right now or have been recently. His coaching tree is excellent. I I absolutely think it's going to come down at the end. Greatest defensive coach of all time, greatest offensive coach of all time. Offense clearly matters more. And if they end up being relatively close on the rings, I think Reid could be considered it without a doubt. Simple answer. Can Andy Reid ever become the GOAT? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And here's why. And, and look, I, I don't think with four, Nick, that would do it. I think people still would consider Belichick. You, you, but I think yeah. five, if he nice. gets five, I think now well, why have these, he has the chance ahead, without bro. question. And look, he's 65 years old, correct? 65. If he coaches another eight years, let's just say eight years. All right. Can he get three more rings with Patrick Mahomes in Probably. eight years? Yeah. Absolutely. So if he gets the five rings, and I'm, maybe it's more, but if he gets the five and Belichick has six, mm-hmm. that to me, because right now, Belichick's way ahead of him. Yeah. But I think even right now, it could be a Popovich-Jackson, Phil Jackson-Greg Popovich discussion. Obviously, Phil has way more. He's at 11 rings. Popovich has five. But there are people that say, Popovich didn't have Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, he had Duncan, but Duncan didn't, didn't have a Kobe winning. He didn't have Michael Jordan. The, yeah. Have, like, yeah, like, Popovich. So some people would consider. Well, why no, are we having the discussion? Well, here's, but here's the other thing. Let's, because if, if he gets to five and, and, Pop, and uh, obviously Belichick's at six. Eight. I would look at it this way. What, Pop, we know that he, Reed would have won all his with Mahomes and uh, Belichick with Brady. But what did each of them do without that great goat type quarterback? I got a graphic for you. But let's see the graph because I 13, 10, so 19 is, seasons, 13 playoffs. There it is. No, but this is and this is Reed without Look at Mahomes. That. Look so, at that. So take it's away, not even close. take away their Hall of Famers, right. and let's That's look what I'm at talking it. about. Andy made the playoffs 13 of 19 times without Mahomes. Made five conference championship games. Had three under 500 years in 19. It, 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 it's a bloodbath right that here. That part is a, is a 10-7 round. Absolutely. It's and here's Kevin the other thing. Cobb and Alex Smith. And, uh, Alex Smith, Donovan McNabb, and Michael Vick all had their be- played their best football under Andy So Reed. did Foles. Foles had 27. Yeah. The, yeah. What, Castle, you got What's Castle. Matt Castle, I guess. What's but the problem? Because we've had him, just a 10-minute conversation of ridiculousness why so go ahead why are we having the conversation that Andy Reid is close because he's got a quarterback that's going to win him some more rings but he hasn't but he's number two why don't we have wins who I don't care about playoff wins I care about Super Bowls 
Okay, and he's, and one guy has eight Super Bowl no, rings. You why, can't why do you the eight, eight things. He literally has eight Super Bowl <laughs> rings. Don't tell me I can't do something when it's the literal fact. Bring your Super Bowl rings to We're the studio. He would roll coach. them like <laughs> dice. Uh, there would be eight Super Bowl rings on the table. There would be so many Super Bowl rings. He'd be like, oh, my gosh, can you carry a few? I can't pick them up. Head coach, he has this six. Is not he, he, and Andy Reid has two, correct? Yeah. Six to two is Okay, fair. Doug Peterson has one. Okay, can we have the conversation? Is Doug Peterson better than Andy Reid? Hey, I got, hold on. Wait, he might as well. Do you think Trevor the Chiefs Lawrence? are not going to win as well. Hold on. I got a question. If they, if they win the next wait, two Super Bowls, just let's just stop for a second. Sure, they don't is have Bill Parcells one of the greatest coaches of all time? Yes. Okay, how many Super Bowl rings does he have? The answer is two. I'm not, I don't know how many won as a quality control coach. I know you want to include those, but we're not going to do that for the purposes of the defensive coordinator. Right, but you're doing this weird stuff with Belichick. You're giving him Brian Day. Table as part of his coaching tree. That's not how that works either. Sean McDermott gets table. You don't. Your coaching tree is guys who were on your staff okay, and then go become okay, a head coach. Okay, that's and not going to go down the, on his Wikipedia page, Brian Dable. I was just mentioning mm-hmm. that he's been around for so long. You want to connect the tentacles of his coaching tree, which is also Parcells's tree, so it's all over the yeah, place. Yeah, of course. And, but and I also Andy don't Reed's care about his coaching tree. But the, but the, these debates, if it's simply count the rings, then we shouldn't have them. If we shouldn't have them, then it's just Jackson and Arbach, Bill Russell, it, it'll be Brady as the player forever. It, we can't do it. If we want to have the, the nuanced discussion of could he pass him, and if it is, okay, they both had the, the greatest, court, arguably the greatest quarterback ever. Okay, how often and how much did they win with them? They both won a Super Bowl about every three years when they had those guys. How did they do without them? That's, to that's, me, that's going to be a huge. big piece of it. So when I have to sit here and listen to every basketball conversation mm-hmm. and you roll out all of these LeBron counting stats as an empirical example of why one guy has done it better and longer than anyone else, and I say, you know what, that's fair. And then when I roll out the same uh, sort of line of thought – all of a sudden, no. it's not fair no. because the guy who actually has less is better. No, wait a second. It's Hold not. On. Hold it's on a just, second. The guy has more. They had contests, and one guy won no. more than the other but guy. That's, but that's where, I'm, that's that's where, where I flatly disagree with you. Can we put up the Reed Belichick thing again? Because without the, the, no, 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 not the without. Was... I know their careers. I don't want to do the without. Just I'm sorry, Hubs. The the initial full screen we had of their entire careers. I hope because it in the, oh. no one wild. <laughs> no one is arguing. Nobody is arguing that he is right now better than him. But we are all of, the, I think, agreement that Andy is going to add a lot more playoff wins. And Belichick might be done with Yes. Can I also that, put one caveat here? Yeah. Not to be rude. We are not getting – I don't know how many buys do we have. Josh, you're rehired. Can you tell me how many buys okay. we had I, that it would take I'm actually, I'm actually – Agree with you there, okay. but the Chiefs and Andy are in the exact same spot. Well, not with Mahomes. As, How many buys have you got at set? Three? We've been in the playoffs five times. We had better than a buy once. <laughs> uh, and then I think we had a buy every other year. Okay, so four. So the, it's either three or four. Okay. We don't usually play divisional or wild card weekend. It's beneath us, but that's fine. <laughs> um, so that it is, it, it is, to me, you are correct in my LeBron argument. There are some similarities, but they're not the ones... I think you're pointing at Andy, his lack of awful seasons, the the fact that there are almost no blemishes or yeah buts on the resume, there was, to me, helps him. Now, the counterpoint is, yeah, but how many of those huge games 
when you could have won a Super Bowl or could have gotten to a Super Bowl, did you not because Andy screwed up the clock management, those types of things? Those are fair counters. But I don't think it is written in cement that Belichick will always be the greatest coach ever. Did they play head-to-head in the Super Bowl? They did. No, wait. Did they? Oh, yes. Oh, I was thinking with Mahomes. But, yeah. No, they did. No, no. Yeah, what happened. <laughs> the Patriots won the game. So they had a head-to-head contest, and they won. Yeah, the Patriots won the game. Absolutely, and Maybe this is right. one of the many Maybe reasons you're right. a bird this. over Jordan guy because they played head-to-head in the playoffs so many times, and Jordan never won a, a game. championship though. In what? the finals, they played. It was to get to the championship. Well, actually, it was first. Year. I don't know. Maybe I lost that one. Head to social media. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen Wildcat fired up. I swear to God, something. during that segment, that I got good. legitimately mad. You let the tiger out. We saw it. I got legit- you finally I got let the tiger out. Oh, yeah, you saw I saw it. Wild was like shaking. <laughs> I felt my heart get. Well, it's Thursday at 4 o'clock, which means it's time for the most motivational segment in all of sports. It's also a time where we take a little break in the show and read some viewer mail. For the year 2023, we get a tremendous amount of viewer mail, and we are always willing to answer your questions and comments. We get them from all over the map. Yeah. Here's one random one. Random one. Perfect. Who's this from? I don't know. Oh, I recognize the handwriting. (laughs) Dear Wilds, love the show. The twins, Ryan and Brian. Again? May occasionally be double the trouble. (laughs) But in the end, they always find a way to support each other. Speaking of, is there any chance that Chris Broussard supports you by following you on new Twitter upstart rival, Threads? (laughs) Huh. Thanks. Dawn. Yeah, Threads. No. (laughs) All right. I, I just had to start following me on Twitter. Now you want me to follow me on threads? Well, she's just wondering. Are you okay with that? I'm fine. I'm, All know, right. I take it. No, actually. no way am I following Wilds on threads. <laughs> Twitter's bad enough. My gosh. All right. Let's get to the bud list. At number three, Stefan Diggs. Oh, wow. Stefan, you oh, are yeah. a great receiver. Still one of the best in the league. I, I think Nick's iffy on that. I clearly have you as one of the best in the league. Mm-hmm. So why are you so uptight? <laughs> why? I mean, you got your money, four years, $96 million contract. You got a great quarterback in Josh Allen. You get your targets, second most in the league since you've been in Buffalo. And you're on a Super Bowl contender. But, Stefan, I'm telling you, calling out your quarterback publicly – or maybe, we're not sure, but maybe beefing with him privately is not going to help you and the Buffalo Bills, all right? Your roster, your talent looks great, but the vibes, as Wilds would say, are way off, all right? And they could keep you from reaching your full potential as a team. And guess what? Sean McDermott can't get rid of the bad vibes. Josh Allen, try as he might, he loves you. I love him. He's my man. He can't get rid of the bad vibes. Only you can do it, Stefan. Get rid of those vibes, and you guys have a real chance to challenge for the Super Bowl. I believe in you. At number two, Brandon Miller. Uh Now, Brandon, I've been watching. I was watching Summer League before you were even born. Okay? Really? And I, yes, absolutely. Was he 20 years old, 19, whatever? There, There are guys I've seen in Summer League look tremendous. 
and then get in the NBA and they can't play a lick. And guys I've seen in summer league look bad and then get in the NBA and become all-stars. So I'm not writing you off. I'm not going to cast any final judgments on you yet. But, bruh, you look bad. <laughs> I mean, my, you've got in two summer league games more turnovers, 10, more fouls, 15, than made field goals. Just seven. All right, and this is coming off a really bad NCAA tournament where you totaled 28 points on 19% shooting in three games. I'm pulling for you, all right? And you make matters worse. You, you, you loud talk, you trash talk, Michael Jordan, and that already isn't aging well. So, Brandon, again, I'm not writing you off, but you need to start playing better. All right, you got to take this. I don't know if you're not taking it seriously or what. You got Victor Wimbayama tomorrow night. All right, so you got to come out there and start balling. Speaking of Big Vic, number one on the bud list, Victor Wimbanyama. All right, tomorrow night is the night everyone's been waiting for. All right, you make your summer league debut. Some would say your American debut. I know you play. This had to be Nick putting this putting this on the bud. Literally, don't putting that video on there. But anyway, Vic. All eyes in the NBA will be on you, all right? The game is in Vegas. The game is nationally televised, all right? And the game is against the number two pick, Brandon Miller. I mean, that that probably part isn't a big deal. But you need to go out there and do your thing. And, heck, first impressions are important, Victor. And with the Spurs' love of load management, who knows? We might not see you again until the start of the regular season. So go out there and make an impression. I do believe in you. Nick thinks you might end up being Sean Bradley. No, I didn't say Wilds picked Chet Mahomgren over you. (laughs) I got your back. And we have a lot in common. Why I pick Big Vic? We got a lot in common. You're from France and Broussard. Is a French name. (laughs) Yes, America, my reach goes way beyond the United States. Worldwide, baby. So that's the bud list. That was a great job, Brew. I noticed you didn't say I believe in you to Brandon Miller. I thought that was a little harsh, but I understand. Don't worry about it. I am going to throw a curveball here. Oh. Because I was going to put, as of 35 minutes ago, Joel Embiid. On the bud list mm. because, like, he might lose him, he might lose Dame, or he might lose Harden. Looks like they're not even in for Dame. What's going to happen? But then we did that Belichick, uh, Andy Reid segment, yeah. and we saw something that in the three plus years that I have been working with Kevin Wilds, in the eight oh. plus months wow. that we have been in this studio, I've never Here's- seen, which is Kevin Wilds. Curious, well, <laughs> broiling with anger, and as you know, Bruce an, Egy- an English major, and they would say doth protest too much. Oh. I'm from Kansas City. We say hit dogs gon' holler, mm-hmm. and it sure <laughs> felt like he felt like Bill Belichick was on the hot seat, not just this season, but legacy hot oh. seat with Andy Reid breathing down yeah. his neck. So I am adding Bill Belichick to. The bud list. So people are like, oh, no, Nick, it's impossible anyone ever pass him. Well, let's look at the numbers. Do we think Andy Reid could catch him in total wins? 
Maybe. I, he could. I Will think. he catch him in playoff wins? I would say almost assuredly. Will he pass him in playoff appearances, conference championship games? Sure. Super Bowl appearances unlikely, and Super Bowl wins outside chance probably would have to go four for four over the next six or seven years. That's going to be tough. But it's going to be close enough it'll be an argument. And then when you add to it, that you can be like, oh, well, Andy had Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but when he didn't, what was he? Damn near a Hall of Famer. 60 win percentage, five conference championship game appearances, a Super Bowl, made the playoffs 13 out of 19 years. And then there's Belichick. So I am putting Bill Belichick, Mm. and you don't even add to it, that Kevin Wilds, who seems to be his biggest legacy defender, also might want him out after this year. I demand excellence. I was going to say, and I like like you adding Belichick. That that was really good, particularly with Wilds being furious in, in the second segment. But here's another thing. You, Wilds, whether you'll admit it or not, everybody can see it. You have Belichick on the hot seat. Yeah. If he gets fired and Andy Reid, let's say, never gets fired in the rest of his career, I think that's a safe bet. Ooh. How's that going to be? Oh. If it, if it comes down and they're close, yeah. one got fired. Yeah. One didn't. What if we win the Super Bowl with Dalvin Cook and uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Oh, okay. That's on the board, too. Sure. I believe in you, New England Patriots. I am adding another manager of sorts, Dave Martinez. Oh. Dave Martinez, Nationals manager. Oh. What are you doing? What are you doing? So last night, you were playing the Reds and the most electrifying man in sports, Ellie De La Cruz. And Ellie wears, has this little knob device on his bat that he used in the minors. Now he doesn't use the device, which is kind of just like a, something you use in a little league attractor bat path. But he likes to keep the little plastic thing on there. Now, if you didn't like it, why don't you tell the manager before the game? Why don't you say, hey, I've been watching Ellie De La Cruz highlights on First Things First. Is that... A knob thing legal? Turns out it is. But instead, you went up there and tried to embarrass him. Well, in the fifth inning, when Ellie De La Cruz got up, he decided to hit a home run 455 feet (laughs) and then pointed to the knob of his bat to say, hey, it's because I'm the most electrifying man in sports, Mm. not because of this. (laughs) After the game, you said, you know what? Great guy. Didn't like the antics, though. Take a listen. Yeah, I love the way he plays the game. I, I don't like his antics, you know, after he hit the home run. Um, we could do without that. He's only got two weeks in big leagues, but, um, you know, he's, he's going to be a good player. Okay. Okay. <laughs> don't get me wrong. <laughs> Dave, you've been on the show a few times. This is when you got thrown out in the game. You're lying on the ground. <laughs> the other time you were on the show, antics-wise, is when you went to the old laser printer and printed out a base-running blunder and started yelling at the umpires. So, Dave, wow! just be like the rest of us and bask in L.A. De La Cruz's greatness. I believe in L.A. De La Cruz, and I do appreciate these antics. So let's just be a fan of the Reds. We're red that hot. That was very me. good, Wiles. That's a tough call, though, because I love L.A. De La Cruz. Oh, no. And oh, no. No, I... I, I I like his antics at, you know, when he after he hit the home run. Yeah. But I also don't mind Martinez playing a little mind games. That's what baseball is to a large degree. You know what? Not you bad. know, let, uh, let me just get in his head. It didn't work because obviously he nope. hit a home run. So he but did. let me get in his oh. head and see, you know, if I can mess with So mess he had around. to take it off and he did strike out. But they to, made, him take, they made him take it off in the second he, inning. Really? Yeah, because they didn't. Then they but then he could the put it off, back on. And they're like, yeah, it's just a piece of plastic. Right. You can put it back on. And then he had home runs. Oh. So maybe you're right. 
Yeah, so I that's like, what the bud list is about, understanding and finding common ground, not trying to diss Bill Belichick. <laughs> like, I thought this was about making fun of you. <laughs> that's what I thought Coming up next, a story that's two years old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hot off the presses, Chris Paul, officially a member of the Golden State Warriors. Deal went through yesterday, and now the one-time rivals are teammates. Steph on Instagram released a video that was a goodbye to Jordan Poole for 51 seconds and a welcome to Chris Paul for about seven seconds. Here are those seven seconds. CP, can't wait to rock with you, brother. It's going to be different with us on the same side. Let's get it. Let's get it. No. I love, no are I, you 100% positive this will work? I had no problem with the video. There was a lot of Jordan Poole. Yeah, but I I like that. And I know the topic's Chris Paul, but I like it because the narrative has become Jordan Poole was a jerk. Nobody liked Jordan Poole. They almost were cool with Draymond smacking him. There is a lot of victim blaming going on with Jordan Poole getting punched. That is true. Steph gave a heartened, you know, goodbye. I I love that. It showed that, look, yeah, of course he's boys with Draymond. But I like Jordan but Steph's too. Steph's as good of a guy and as good of a leader and as good of a teammate as we've ever just, seen in the sport. But don't you think the way he said it wasn't like just I got to do this? No, it was no, like no, no, from no. The what heart. I and I, I felt like ahead. sorry, but I felt like he deaded that narrative. Yes, one Instagram video that's no longer and, a story. And by, by the way, I buy the narrative. I buy that Clay and Draymond particularly were annoyed by Jordan Poole. I buy all of it. I also think Steph, when I say he's one of the best leaders ever. Is. That I believe that he believed what he said, and also this is the right thing to do as the leader of this entire organization mm-hmm. to to try to kill this whole. Oh, we're happy to get rid of this bum. We won a championship with him. He was good enough that postseason. We wouldn't have won it without him. Yep. And so I. That, but go ahead. I know yeah. we're talking no, Chris I, Paul, but yeah, I, I agree with that. Go ahead. And I think what he said about Chris, I, I think it was appropriate. Like they were rivals. I mean, I, see Steph has the complete upper hand. It's his team. I've beaten you head-to-head numerous times. I got four championships. You are dying to get one. The question is, for it to work, will Chris be able to handle kind of being the understudy to your rival, your former rival? It's all on Chris and how – he's. if he just looks at it and says, look, I'm 38, nobody's saying – like, it's not Chris Paul in his prime coming to play behind Steph. You're 38. It's a good chance for you to – I don't think they're, like, going to win the ring next year unless they – I mean, they need size, and I've never been so high on Dario Sarge. I mean, they got to get Dario him? Sarge. I'm just saying, they need some – a warm body that's 6'10 or bigger. I mean, Sarge will fit that if, t- if Sarge but, gets If Sarge gets signed, Bruce going to all of a sudden be like, maybe Ben Simmons – May six oh, ten. Nah, I gotta the, see Ben. Okay, on the, but go on ahead. Court. Sorry, but <laughs> no. But I'm just saying. I think. Yeah. I, I think if work is a championship right now, no, they're not a, a, the favorite right now or a favorite. But Chris, if he can just, it's on him. Can he submerge his ego enough to play well with that second unit mm-hmm. and then adjust a bit to their offense? He's gonna do his own pick and roll, of course, but adjust as well to their offense which is motion-based. My question would be, even if it works and he does all of the things you're saying, is it still very on the board they trade him? 
because Brew is correct be. and they need size. Mid-season or yeah. before no, the season? No, no, mid-season. Okay. That it's it the, should be. That, I think it is. I think, like, Chris Paul could do everything right. The team could be good but not unbelievable. And they're like, all right, yeah, we needed to do this because we needed to move off Jordan. We wanted to have some type of asset. and But this is not the perfect right. fit. And if there's a team that thought they were going to contend that by midseason's like, yeah, we're out of it. And you, I just think, I think it could work and it could result in Chris Paul being traded to his seventh yeah. team. You know what I mean? Like all of those, I, agree I think that. both of those things are in play. I think it's odd that there hasn't been a ton of excitement from Chris Paul, even though he's said he's excited. Should several. he be that excited? I don't think he should be excited. Right. He said he's excited. The Phoenix Suns are trying to win a title. Oh, here we he go. He was there. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Listen to it. It's just a go. Oh, man, I was excited. I was excited. So I'm excited to get a chance to play alongside him. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. I just, I just don't believe Yeah, it. I just think it's a little tough for it's him because right. you're on a team. The Phoenix Suns have made it clear we are all in on winning right now. And that's why we traded Chris Paul. Like, you know what I mean? That's a yeah. tough spot. And he was a starter was, and a key player there. Start every game. Yeah. And yeah. now he's going to, we think, two, come off the yeah, bench. Two, so, three or get years traded. Ago, right. Three years ago, led him to the finals. Two years ago, led the league right. in assists when they were the one seed. Last year was top three in the league in assists. Uh, and when they get Duran, and then he gets hurt, and now he's gone. Now like, on the right. bench to your yeah to your rival. Right. It's a weird it's, it's a tough. weird spot. Yeah, it's tough. That's not gonna work. That's not gonna I work. I think he'll be professional. Nope. <laughs> I mean, he will be professional, but I but just it think won't work. They might. You like need the it. ego. They, they, they if you're six feet tall, you've been playing in yeah. the league. Your, your ego is part of your. I'd like to package. see a trade. 